Hi, I'm Sally. I'm Linda. And I'm Ming. Pour yourself a cup of tea and join us for this week's episode of Moving Oolong. Hi everyone, welcome to episode 62. So today we're going to be talking about extraordinary things or a variety of topics that are not of this reality. Things that are related to religion, supernatural, the afterlife, uh, aliens, things like that. And Sally has some prompts for us to discuss. <laughs> but before we talk about that, let's start with our weekly recap. So Ming, what did you do? No, not me. <laughs> um, I don't really have that much to recap on for this past week. It's been a very chill week for me. I think the most I've done is like done some gardening here or there. So that's been really fun. My mom for Mother's Day. Oh, yeah. This past Sunday was Mother's Day. And um, we bought her like these lavender bushes. And they're very small right now. But we're like trying to we figured out where to put them. And then we did some planting and we planted some more in the front yard. I don't know, just various weeding and planting because it's now spring, even though kind of chilly out it doesn't really feel like spring but yeah I think that's the only like thing that's really changed in my life work is pretty consistent um I got a shout out from a CEO during one of our all staff meetings and I really don't know how to take a compliment so I just like unmuted myself and just like nodded and like <laughs> why did you unmute myself shout out for? <laughs> um I just I do a monthly report that's like social mm -hmm. media and like but now we're expanding it to make it big bigger for like more stuff to report on and it gets sent to him and I guess he really liked it this time around so yeah he complimented me on that in front of everyone and then yeah I should have <laughs> unmuted but you know anytime someone says something we can't just nod they always expect us to acknowledge it like verbally but then I couldn't think of anything nice to say so I just like unmuted myself and then like quickly muted myself again <laughs> so that was kind of embarrassing but it was nice to get a shout out because he's like a very I mean, he's the CEO and he's like an older white guy. So sometimes I don't know if he's really paying attention to me or my work. He's watching you. <laughs> yes, every move I make. <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much all for me. Pretty simple. Sally. Oh, okay. So <laughs> I guess I have a similar update as Mink. Um, on Monday, I found out that, you know, the poster that I did, I think like two weeks ago. So apparently mm -hmm. for one of the presentations, I won like outstanding Ooh. poster award and like I won fourth wow. place overall. Wow. So then my um, boss of my lab shouted me out to like all the PIs in this email, in this like email <laughs> to like all the PIs. And I was just like, oh my gosh, these people don't even know who I am. Why did you send it to everyone? But then these people like <laughs> sent their congrats to me and the, and the other post back who also won stuff. So that was nice. Um, I was not expecting that. And he also shouted it out in our lab meeting with like a, with a different lab. So he just he's just announcing it to everyone. <laughs> Are you good at taking he's compliments? Proud of you. Um, like at work. I just say like thank you, but I don't know what to say after that. <laughs> Yeah. and like people were like oh we swept the awards because both me and the other post back like won the awards in our categories mm -hmm. but 
Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't feel like anything because it was already like two weeks ago and I already forgot about the whole poster thing. And like now it's suddenly brought back. I remember the, I don't know, the program or the something something was trying to like tell you to make it better. Did mm-hmm. you make her changes or did you not? And then it was still better. Oh, that was for a different conference, oh. <laughs> even though it was the same poster, but it was a different conference. Um, I did not make... Oh, I made some of the changes. Like I unjustified my paragraph <laughs> because my yes. mentor told me to justify it before. But then I was like, I should listen to her. Um, but overall, I didn't listen to everything. Um, another thing besides work... Well, work overall has been kind of busy for me this week been getting home late and i like it's a good busy i guess because it means projects are moving forward and um like i'm getting samples to work on so it's kind of good but also like right now i'm like in my lazy phase where I'm like i don't want to do that much i just want to go home at like five every day but i've been staying a little bit later than five um and then this weekend for Mother's Day, I bought these cakes from this place in Rafa called Kyoto Matcha. And <gasps> they have this like uh, towel cake. <laughs> it's basically <laughs> a crepe cake, but it's shaped as a towel. So it looks visually like a rolled up <laughs> towel. But it's really good. Um, it has like mousse in- or cream inside and like really thin layers of crepe. And I also bought her another crepe cake that was like a peach flavor. So that was good too. But we only got one, mm. one slice of the peach one and then one whole towel cake. And it was pretty small because their cakes are kind of expensive. But we shared it among us four. And I was dominating the Mahjong game this weekend, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I thought ate... you were always dominating. Okay, no, not always. Um, Sometimes when it's not my day, like I barely even get to win a one round but i ate like i don't know like six rounds okay maybe not that many like five rounds and we played like a whole set finally on saturday because we had everyone had time and like we started early so we finally played a whole round of mahjong which we never get to because we always run out of time um so yeah that was a good day <laughs> mm, ready for Overall. macau macau is like the gambling or like you do mahjong there for like oh, real? True. I don't. I haven't seen mahjong tables at Macau though. I think they only have the slots and like cards. Oh, I'm sure they have it somewhere hidden. Okay, Linda. Um, I did not get recognized this week, <laughs> but uh, yesterday. Oh, let me say this chronologically. So on Tuesday, um. Oh, I watched a Zoom event with Ming. It was called oh, yes. I think, Asian American yes. History and Activism in uh, the DMV. And it was cool mm-hmm. because they have like one of the students who started the Asian American Studies program, Tanya Lee, Miss Tanya Lee, <laughs> in there. And they talked about like Chinatown and the history of that and how like Asian American community popped up in Rockville and that area. So it was cool to hear um, to hear from those people. And we also heard from a high school kid who was very well-spoken who talked about wow. how like she was starting um, an activism organization. So that was really cool. Um, and oh, at the same time, I was at M's place and we were painting a, 
a present to give to our mentor, Thomas. And we saw Thomas yesterday. We had dinner together. It was like the first time in a while. Oh, the three of you? I've seen Thomas. Yeah, yeah. So it was cool to hang out. And we made like a collage. And then we painted like the rosebud and thorn on it to be like <laughs> thematically resonant. Because that's like a core personality trait at this point. Like they raised me on rosebud thorn, basically. And we made one of the roses like a hyper-realistic brain. And oh Thomas gosh. didn't even notice that it was a brain. Because it was like the brain stem and stuff. And we thought it was cute. But anyways, it was nice to hang out and be able to present something after all these years. Because Thomas is leaving soon. Um, mm. Yeah, so they defended their dissertation. And they're going to be moving on from UMD. Does that mean they're going to be like a doctor? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like after uh, like residency or something. Oh, an actual doctor. Yeah, PhD. <laughs> wait, oh, wait. So not doctor, doctor, PhD, doctor. Yes, PhD, doctor. Okay, because <laughs> you said residency, so I was confused. She was like, medical. Doctor. I think psych residency is like also like clinical. You have to do like rounds. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. I forgot about our online virtual event. I yeah, almost didn't make it. I honestly, I thought the first speaker was a little boring. The also football person, yeah, he, the yeah, the volleyball guy. He was like the the only guy there, I guess. So I was, I'm not that interested in sports, but I found it was interesting when because they were talking every time that we think about like Chinatown on social media or just in general, we think of like New York City Chinatown or San Francisco Chinatown. So it was really cool to hear about like DC Chinatown because they talked about how. This guy grew up playing like kickball or whatever and where the Xfinity or Verizon, whichever, what it is now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I always forget which one it is now, but at that big center now and how it like was built up and then how a lot of the community moved out to like Montgomery County or mm-hmm. PG County. So it was really cool to hear. And also it was so cool to hear about like Asian American studies, how it was started. And the younger girl from high school was so impressive. I was like, She's using such big words that I just learned or like <laughs> haven't even thought about. Yeah. And like th- thinking about identity was such nuance that like I couldn't even believe it was high school student. But mm-hmm. Linda, I don't know about you, but I requested to follow her and she never approved me. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, I didn't request, but I did follow Tanya. Tanya Lee. Uh, she's too big for us now. She's going to join like ASU or something at UMD and be a big star. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. It made me more motivated to do more of those events especially because it's all virtual so it's like you don't even have to go anywhere how did you hear about this event um i think facebook (laughs) i just saw it when Mm -hmm. i was scrolling on facebook one Mm -hmm. one night and it sounded interesting also because i've been like i was really riled up after vin's (laughs) oh (laughs) after our call with vin where he was talking about how like you you have to like search out opportunities to get involved and i was like well I mean, this is a Zoom call where I literally don't have to show my face, so it's a good start. True. Yeah, I was still nervous. I I texted Linda in the same way, like before you go to TAS, and I'm like, "How many people are there?" Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you were late, and you didn't want to make like a dramatic entrance. Yeah, or whatever. but it was literally just Zoom. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it was good. Hello, welcome back. So. I thought it'd be interesting today to talk about some of our favorite supernatural things. Um, could be like Greek gods or 
just like mythical creatures or aliens, you know, whatever we want to talk about. But I thought it'd be interesting because we this is something we haven't talked about on the podcast yet. And we could have some conspiracy theories or <laughs> something like that about them. Um, so let's first start off by going around and saying, I guess, our favorite supernatural being, <laughs> Linda. <laughs> Um, oh my god i really don't know um or what kind of media in my head are like what kind of media about things i fight in zelda oh (laughs) media oh wait so there's that there's also so hades is like about greek mythology and i read a lot of percy jackson as Mm. a young teen and i think that was about (laughs) <laughs> the Ming? Oh, okay, but I've caught up. I've read them oh, in this past she, year. She was so. a late bloomer. It's fresh in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like that. And then there's also like um like Egyptian uh mm. the Egyptian version of that. Yeah, the Egyptian version. <laughs> so I think hearing those stories was cool and how they made it connected to the modern world and mm-hmm. things like that, and it made it like a coming of age story. So like that kind of like pantheon universe type thing mm. is super cool because there's like different relationships mm. and dynamics you can I have. Like how it's like hard whole, to pick like, this one. It's whole like a it's a whole cinematic universe except like, like a franchise. <laughs> yeah, it could yeah. be a franchise like MCU, but look, like book form. Mm, yeah, that's true. Okay, so me. Oh me. Oh. <laughs> okay, I guess I'll go next. Um, yeah, like what Linda said, I really enjoyed Percy Jackson as a child. And I feel like if I were to read it now, I don't know if I would enjoy it as much, but I feel like I would still sort of enjoy it. Um, recently I read like Circe and like I always thought the Greek um myths were really interesting. Especially how like some stories, I don't know, I feel like they have like double meanings or like um the names tie into the stories or stuff like that. Mm. It's kind of cool. And it's cool how like different um, individual stories of Greek people intertwine with like other different Greek entities. Like how in Circe you heard about like the heroes that like are like half human, half beast. And those were like, like uh, Odysseus or something. He's like a whole mm. nother story himself. So I like how they intertwine. Um, but other supernatural beings. Okay, from K dramas, <laughs> I really like um the K dramas about like supernatural beings, like um Gumiho Goblin and Goblin. Yeah. Um, I don't. I can't think of like oh aliens. My love for another star <laughs> was a drama about aliens, but okay. Actually, I didn't like that drama that much, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's always like supernatural elements in a lot of K dramas, and they're always like they're always they always have a similar like resolution of the plot, but it's it's still interesting to see. Okay, Ming. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah, I guess I growing up, I had basically zero knowledge of any type of mythology beyond the Bible. I was raised in a pretty Christian household, so. 
I didn't even know about Percy Jackson, obviously, because I, I just read it for the first time this past summer. Um, anything about Greek mythology, I didn't really know about it until more recently, like high school, I guess. But I will agree with Sally. Greek mythology and Roman mythology is particularly interesting. I think because we know most about it like there's a lot of like media and literature on it but also because i love any type of mythology that has like very real connections to our current world and like mm. the fact that um roman god and goddesses names are like how we name the months in english or you know all the, those connections i really i love when that happens and i had a recent conversation about the book circe and also the author's other book um uh achilles song of achilles and it's about achilles and it's like anything that has to do with like you're not sure if they were a real historical person but then there's this like myth that builds around them similar to like jesus or any other kind of like old time figure where like they might have been a real person but the myth of them is so much bigger i love when that sort of thing happens because then you can like think about historical context um so i like those kind of things i'm like when you ask about like mythological or supernatural beings or creatures that are my favorites i think um i was a horse girl growing up so. <laughs> is uh, that as a soon mythological as I, <laughs> no okay okay but as soon as i learned about like pegasus and like flying horses and stuff like that i was really into that when i was oh. younger and so i had like a little stuffed animal with like little i think that was the only type of myth i was allowed to like believe in anything that had to do with animals so I was really into like the flying horses thing. And then, you know, in the Disney Hercules movie, he like rides his Pegasus. I, I really thought that was cute. Mm. So a Pegasus or Pegasi or whatever have always hold, held a special place in my heart. And then, you know, when you get into like, I don't know, Marvel has Thor and that's some sort of like mythology, like the um, Viking myths. Mm. And um, I don't remember the character's name, but she's like a, a woman's like warrior and she like rides these flying horses have you guys seen thor ragnarok his sister no it's not the sister it's the girl it's the um she his like lover she's okay he's she's not the lover but she's oh, like natalie portman the, no, no 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 this is thor ragnarok <laughs> this is a later movie when he's like at the weird planet and then she's drunk mm -hmm. or whatever and um it's because she like fought in a battle against his sister but she has a horse. Anyway, yeah, I like that. The Valkyrie, that's what she's called. Um, she's part of the Valkyrie. But I, I've always liked that, kind of the woman warrior or like anything like that. And then I guess recently, more recently, I've been getting into, well, not really, but I've been trying to read more about like Chinese mythology or more like those types of stories. Like, I don't know if you guys saw the animated movie. I just looked it up over the moon, but I watched it. And it's about the goddess in the moon. Um, the rabbit? or Yeah, like that whole mythology. And then um, I was reading a short story and it's about like these fox spirits that turn into women. But it was they like used to run through like Chinese villages. I don't know, like all that sort of thing. Because I like Greek mythology, but I want to get more into like Chinese or um, East Asian-ness. But I don't really know that much because there's not that much in like Western like media or literature. But. Yeah, I guess it's just like a mix, right? Especially growing up as like in a Christian household, I feel like, I don't know about you, Sally, but God was always like, he's not a myth. <laughs> like all these stuff, the stuff in the Bible is not a myth. So mm -hmm. I don't know. It was very prominent when I was growing up. I think for me, like my household, we accept, like we of course accept like 
Jesus and everything in the Bible as like as your Lord being a Savior. myth, but didn't it didn't bar us from learning about like other myths because we know like the other things are just myths. So it's not like it's not like we would believe in them, but it's like fun to explore like Greek mythology mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And for Chinese, I didn't even think about Chinese mythology honestly because I guess growing up as a kid in America, you don't really get exposed to that much of Chinese mythology, but like the only Chinese myths that I've been exposed to, I guess it's not really myths, but like mythical powers is like in terms of Kung Fu or Wuxia kind of stuff like that. Like where people are flying on roofs and like <laughs> doing like force fields or I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't even know what it's That could be real though. How? Like Qigong or something. Where you're like you're like running on the bamboo, but you're like jumping off. <laughs> okay, you do that, and I'll believe it's real. <laughs> yeah, Linda, did you growing up hearing like Chinese uh, myths or not mm, really? A little bit, because we all know like the Sun Wukong story. Um, what is it in English? It's like oh, journey to journey the west, to the like, east, journey to. Yeah, journey the to the east. <laughs> the one, the yeah, monkey king. The yeah, yeah, the one, yeah. the monkey king. That was pretty popular. My grandpa popular. loved that. Yeah, and there's like so many different like remakes of it, and there's like martial arts in that too. But that's pretty like encompassing because you know that movie we saw on the plane. It was like Nuja. <gasps> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And that had a little bit of mythology, and it had like the pig character in it, mm-hmm. who I think was also in uh, Sun Wukong as well. And apparently that's a really big uh, story in China or like they're doing another entire like remake or movie. Yeah, there's on it. so many remakes mm-hmm. of that movie. I, I don't even know which yeah. was the one I grew up with. <laughs> yeah, my mom knows that. And also mm-hmm. we watched this show when I don't know if this is like just a character because you don't know if it's mythology or if it's like a fictional character that is based off of. But we had like the gourd. Um, like the the kids that come out of the gourd and they're like fighting the like the demons in the mountain. There's a lot of like demons mm. um in I feel like Chinese or East Asian mythology. Mm. Linda, you know how um this is kind of a slightly off topic, but you know how when you were younger in high school you said that you would want to own a dumpling car or like do a museum <laughs> exhibitions or design that sort of thing? My like dream job or like you know job that would never happen is to like I don't know record or learn more about like myths and how they come to be because like we've Mm. all said that like myths like you don't know if they're real or not like what what determines a myth versus like a historical figure or anything like that I always find that just so interesting and like like what you were saying about the stories you were told like it must be based in something real. Like most fictional things are based in reality. Mm-hmm. Like the Odyssey corner. or something. Yeah, like the Odyssey yeah. probably happened. Like Odysseus was mm-hmm. a real man, right? But like the stuff that happens in Circe with magic, I don't really believe in magic. So, mm-hmm. like how Buddha was like a real man too. Or like mm-hmm. I guess Jesus was a real man also. Yeah, like all these figures. I don't know. <laughs> I could think about that forever, but anyways. <laughs> I think the thing about myths that like intrigues me the most is that how they're passed down like throughout the years. Mm-hmm. Um, like I don't know how much the details or 
like the same throughout the years, but there's still like all these different versions going around, but they all tell the same story. And that's pretty cool to me. Like, like if you think back in the day, they had to transcribe it like by hand or tra- like transfer the story word by word of mouth. So like the fact mm-hmm. that it got to us after all these years is pretty cool. There must yeah, be that's, some that's value, true. right? <laughs> yeah, or the type of, what are they called? Like fables where they like teach you lessons. And you know how like the classic comparison is between Grimm's fairy tales where it's like it has horrible endings and it's like a warning mm-hmm. and then Disney took them and made them into like these fantasies or whatever. Like I heard recently that they're they're trying to change Snow White so that the ending where he kisses her or something like that while she's asleep or whatever like they, they want to change the ending because it's like not consensual or you know like how they evolve with the current culture i guess is also mm-hmm. really interesting too mm, I, I think aesop's fables was the one i know of, but i can't remember any of the stories i just uh, remember the, the aesop name yeah right i actually don't remember <laughs> that sounds familiar but- I don't mm-hmm. know. I grew up a lot with those kind of yeah, <laughs> or like um, like Peter Rabbit. <laughs> Peter Rabbit. <laughs> Does he count as a mythological creature? I don't know. He's if so. He's my number one. <laughs> Peter Rabbit. Yeah, all these like stories we were told when mm. we were growing up. Um, I'm curious, Sally. You said that even though your family was religious, you were still allowed to believe the myths. Was it made clear though that like these are myths and fake yeah. and Jesus and God like, is real. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't like we were believing in myths. We were just lear- allowed to uh-huh. learn about it because like we knew it was just a story. Um, so yeah, they made it clear, I, I think, guess, that Jesus is real. Like I grew up uh, with very, as I said, strict Christians. But mm-hmm. one of the major themes that I've heard from other people who grew up in like strict Christian households is that they weren't allowed to watch like Harry Potter or anything um, like wizardry or witches or like i was not allowed to watch like wizards of waverly place at my grandma's house Mm -hmm. which i thought was very interesting because like you said sally like if you believe god and jesus or whatever religion you believe is is the true religion then what's the harm in watching or learning about other things just as stories but she Mm -hmm. always told us like witches are not because it's a witch yeah it's because it's witchcraft probably because in the bible as i recently (laughs) learned um there's like rule or laws against like witchcraft and like witches which is different from like just a regular like myth and fable i guess mm. were there any like creatures in the bible like pegasus was pegasus in the bible or like something <laughs> similar there's definitely a lot of supernatural see. things in the bible yeah. too but okay i don't think there are any pegasus pegasi no. <laughs> there's like, <laughs> like, like animals or something um there's like a like a golden calf or something or like a holy cow mm-hmm. i don't know something like that um especially more, as yeah especially yeah, in as sally yes i was trying to get there as sally likes or as we talked about before the pod like revelations is wild there's a bunch of really i would say just creepy and like really supernatural seeming stuff that happens in it because it's the last book of the bible where like the end of the world is here and god has taken up all the saviors and it's or not the saviors, but taking up all the people who have been saved. And it's just the stuff that happens. Oh my first. God. Like what happens to me? Or like Sally. Sally, Sunday can you recall? I haven't gotten yeah. to Revelations yet. I'm still in the Old Testament. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a lot of like bad stuff is what I remember. Yeah. Like it was always very scary to read about. Yeah. There's like, 
Okay, from what I know, which probably may be inaccurate, but the general picture is that <laughs> there's going to be like a rapture or the first rapture where they take up the believers and then there's going to be like seven years of like um, hell on earth or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. And and then I think there's like going to be a second rapture. And then after that, it's like the end of the world. But I have no idea when this is going to happen or <laughs> like if it's actually literally going to happen. Because I feel like a lot of things the Bible says is going to happen. It like happens. Like if you say, if they say it's going to happen, that they prophesy it in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, it may happen, but like in a different form than like what it literally says. That's just mm-hmm. a feeling. I haven't gone to the study <laughs> in depth the New oh. Testament, so I don't know. But. Do you remember in like 2012 when they were like the mm. world's going to end in 2012? Was yeah. that like related to the rapture or? I, I think that was a, like a Mayan so. calendar, wasn't it? Or someone was like doing the math off of some Yeah, calendar. it was like some <laughs> kind of calendar that it was like, this is that there's no further like dates on the, the calendar, whatever mm-hmm. kind of ancient calendar it was. So like they predicted that it was going to be the end. I don't remember. And we're still here. My mom also talked about how like the the new millennium when it was going from 1999 to 2000 like some people were very scared that like when it flipped over in the new year like it would be the end or like oh. something would happen to like technology or the systems that like <laughs> society would collapse and things like that so there's always like that lingering but yeah it's yeah weird time know. is made up in the first place right. so we mm-hmm. basically just created the date <laughs> that that really hurts my head when i think about it how like you know places on the far east of like like new zealand and australia they're celebrating the new year like hours and even a whole day ahead of us and so like the conception of time is you know if their world hasn't ended then ours probably won't yeah right yeah they'll like experience maybe it just hasn't gotten to us yet (laughs) but what i was gonna say um after the revelation thing was um I think I've always been super like nervous as a kid about like Bloody Mary. I was super scared of and anything what is Bloody like Bloody Mary. I only know the drink. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't even want to talk. It's a private school thing. <laughs> I was so scared of it growing up. It's like the idea that um, I don't know this this woman, this figure. Her name is Bloody Mary, and if you go into the bathroom and do something to like a chant or like turn around and you call her, she'll like come and like kill you basically. And you were supposed to go into the bathroom and it was supposed to be like lights out and look into the mirror and she would like look back at you, that kind of thing. Oh my God, I'm getting like shivers talking about, but I was super scared of it growing up and the idea of a Ouija board and all that kind Mm -hmm. of stuff, anything like Mm -hmm. supernatural. And I think like, I'm curious if, um, because I grew up believing in like angels and like demons and things like that as a Christian, like if that, like, cause if you believe those things are real, then who's to say that like, bloody mary is not real or like (laughs) horror things that's why i can't Mm -hmm. watch horror movies anything that has to do with demons or ghosts because it's like i don't know your your Mm -hmm. imagination can go so much further than like a physical threat or a serial killer or something Mm -hmm. you know i feel like middle school was like the height of all the like supernatural mm-hmm. things trending. Like you didn't have Bloody Mary in your school. I didn't have Bloody Mary. I thought she was a classic. This, like, we had this chain text where they're like, you have to send this to ten oh, of your yeah. friends, or the girl from the ring will be under your bed. Oh. <laughs> and I didn't send to ten of my friends. <laughs> Wait, I remember that. Oh, also, 
when I was in middle school, there was like a bunch of people going to like the abandoned like tuberculosis hospital yes. in Maryland. It was like in Laurel. Wait, yeah. Oh my gosh, I learned about that and in my microbiology class. And I was like, wait, I actually the hospital? this place. It's a sanitarium. Well, it was a sanitarium. Now it's run down. But like apparently a lot of people mm-hmm. like died yeah. there and like their ghosts haunt the place. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, also, it was, like, abandoned, and Ashley and I went, a classmate in middle school, we went there in the middle of the day, and, like, the security guard was, like, what are you doing? And then we said we were, like, doing a photography project or something. <laughs> I remember it was so scary, because you can see, like, the patient records and, and, and everything. Wow. Wait, really? And they still have it inside? Like, it was, like, decayed and stuff, but the papers are still there, and, like, oh, the wow. old surgical bed and, like, the surgical tools are all still, <laughs> like, there, and like everything's super abandoned and it was like super scary because we looked it up and it was because they were like mistreating their patients and mm. they were doing like all these horrible experiments and that's why it got shut down so <laughs> like it's like this it's like kind of disrespectful to visit that place just for like thrills mm-hmm. i guess mm-hmm. when it's like that kind of institution but oh my god the memory is like so vivid and scary yeah. and like i think they tightened the security there there's like always a police on patrol imagine being the one patrolling that okay anyways let's talk (laughs) about pegasus (laughs) cute animals but um what other like creatures i guess because when you say creature i think of like animal i don't think of like human form like even Mm -hmm. angels i don't really think of creatures i think Mm -hmm. of like dragons or Mm -hmm. yeah dragons (laughs) honestly i think dragons like the only one i think of what other creatures are like there? Like vampires and werewolves? Like the Twilight oh, werewolves, I guess. Oh. Vampires like are too like human. Human form or human-like. Yeah. Also, Twilight completely ruined it for me. <laughs> vampires. I like, there was that whole phase of I like, like when all the authors, like young adult author books would be about vampires or werewolves. Mm. Like no in-between. You had to choose <laughs> oh. one or the other. Um but I was, yeah, like, I don't know, what's some other, like, mythical creatures? Like, what's the thing in the, um, Cersei where it's, like, a bull man? Like, he's half. Oh, uh, centaur? The centaur. Oh, the, the minotaur? Oh, minotaur. The minotaur. Right, yeah. right. I was, like, learning about where it comes from and how this woman, like, birthed him. <laughs> Greek mythology can get pretty strange when it comes yeah. to, like, animals and humans. I'm just, like, trying to imagine how does his body work, like... <laughs> Where does it transition into a man? Mm-hmm. Also, if we're thinking back to like historical, like rooted in history, what kind of like things were people talking about where it made sense to combine a like a, a cow and a man? Like that's what I'm thinking. Like, you know, some myths make sense. Like, um, you know, a lot of times it has to do with like the weather or things like that. But like when you think of like half man, half bull and half human, like. Mm-hmm. What is the context for the this? The fact she like slept with a bull for, to make that half <laughs> yeah. bull, half man. Uh, is that what happened? Yeah. Yeah. It was like a golden bull. Wait, was it a god mm-hmm. in the form of a bull? I don't know. I think so. He like tricked her or something. Yeah. A lot of Greek mythology and stories about like gods tricking humans or humans tricking gods and like it does oh, not sound like, like fucking a great each world. other. Like, yeah, it's like a whole bunch of like stuff goes down. <laughs> but yes, I mean, there's other, I guess, 
mythological creatures you can think of like aliens i don't know if you can consider them mythological in the sense but they are are they supernatural i don't know do you guys believe in aliens mm. i'm open to the idea that there's other life forms <laughs> on, in this galaxy That's such a um politician's answer <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no but i feel like it's possible but at the moment we don't have enough evidence at least I don't have any, enough evidence to believe fully in them. But it's fun to entertain the idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what about you, mm-hmm. Linda? I feel like culturally, it's so realistic. And I can enjoy like the cultural aspect, like what we think aliens look like versus... And then that's like kind of separate to actual aliens or actual like extraterrestrial mm-hmm. life. Because like... People have been finding like bacteria or some like microorganism mm, yeah. on like Mars or the moon and stuff like that. So it's entirely plausible. Another politician's answer. <laughs> but I think that's different. Like that doesn't really get me excited as like the X-Files. Green or, creatures. <laughs> yeah. Or like the stuff that we like come up with as like yeah. the media. Yeah. That's also interesting to think of like how did the, you know, the classic alien shape with like the bulbous head that you how see like the eyes apart. Yeah, like how did that? Yeah, how did that come into like pop culture, or, like as another SAT vocabulary, like our zeitgeist, <laughs> right? Everyone must agree that that is the form it takes. But I definitely mm. believe more so towards aliens being like real life, and I think this might be influenced by the the trilogy that I read a few months ago. But it's all about like oh. it takes physics and like actual science and math and like. Um, it's kind of blended with like the belief in aliens and how aliens could be possible. And I'm like, how could the universe is so large, right? And we don't even know mm-hmm. where it ends. Like, how could we be the only beings? They might not look like the green eggheads, but <laughs> I definitely they believe they're like microorganism aliens. Yeah, like Linda was saying, like bacteria. <laughs> like little, what was that thing you used to be into as like a motif, Linda? You always talked about them. Remember, she um, always talk about oh, like planet microbe, <laughs> or no. yeah, like little micro microbes or um, polyps. You always said the word polyps. <laughs> the polyps actually exist. They're not micro either. Okay, but what if they were like alien polyps? Mm, like the deep sea stuff, because that's kind of yeah. scary too. Because we don't know like that life either. Do you consider mm-hmm. that kind of stuff myths or like? supernatural like um deep sea exploration yeah what's that thing the loch ness monster oh i remember reading about that when i was little it's a whale like dick and the way it stands up it kind of looks like a neck i saw a tiktok that (gasps) explained it but they have their dick out and they like roll over in the water so it like and that's what people thought was the loch ness monster yeah according to this tiktok (laughs) that's kind of funny sources like this whole time what else is there yeah. down there? Like, there's like the Bermuda Triangle, but I don't really know. I what's... don't really know what that means. Yeah, I don't know what all is all about. You just get lost in it. Mm. Oh, there's a kraken, I think, but isn't that oh, just yeah. like a giant squid? Oh. Yeah, there was a. Um, That's like from Pirates of the Caribbean. If you go to what, what is the museum? I forgot the name of the museum, but Natural History Museum, I think. If you go there in DC, they have like a preserved giant squid. And then in the like 
it's huge, right? It like spans the entire room. But then in the like the notes section, whatever of the exhibit, it says like in myths, like another more giant squid exists, and they show like the scale of how much bigger it would be than this squid. Oh. It's like huge. And that's very scary. I actually wrote my one of my middle school papers, we had to do a research paper. I did it on squids. <laughs> oh. <laughs> also, there's like sirens or something, right? Sirens and mermaids. Or there's a lot of like female mermaids. identified. Yeah. Like mermaids was always in like when you think of pirates. Uh, what's that? Treasure Island. They had a lot of mermaids. And um Peter Pan and all those kind of stories. Mm-hmm. Have you ever like seen Peter Pan, the Disney? I actually haven't. Thing. It's very interesting. I don't know. Surprisingly, I was allowed to watch that, even though it literally talks about believing in magic. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, like like Tinkerbell, how like if you don't believe in her, she she yeah, like gets she weaker dies. or something. Oh, she dies. Yeah. Well, yeah, like weaker and then <laughs> dies, but she needs like children's belief in her, kind of like Santa, but she needs children to believe in her to exist. And Linda, didn't you write a paper or like something on a never uh, the children that never age or something like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we study Peter Pan in class, the book. And we talked about how, like, we'll talk about disability because Captain Hook has, like, a, an amputated arm and uh, he's, yeah. like, fulfills, like, the villain trope and things like that. And how, like, kids are afraid to be old because hmm. that, like, personifies the fear in some way. Yeah. I remember watching that and um, the whole idea is that, like, kids, you don't have to grow up like you can grow up but still like believe in magic and believe in i don't know things supernatural things Mm -hmm. i i never was really one of those kids i was very factual in that but Mm -hmm. i don't know wait sally did you have santa claus or the tooth fairy because i didn't have any i had like you throw your tooth on like the roof i didn't have the roof (laughs) um yeah my parents made it your bottom teeth you throw it on the roof why for what bottom to, no, why to like we... help it grow oh. <laughs> oh. yeah we didn't have any of that I just kept my teeth after I lost them in a little container <laughs> Ew, do you I don't have them anymore <laughs> but when I was little what I happened? would collect them <laughs> <laughs> my teacher gave it back to me when I lost it in class that's like, true they you were know how, like, like when you were little people would make a whole show up out of pulling out your teeth in class Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't make a whole show out of it, but one time I lost my tooth in class, <laughs> and then they had like tooth container for you to take it home. Yeah, and- it's like in the shape of a, a yeah, a tooth. yeah. Mm. Why? Why is that a thing? <laughs> I don't know. You would think we would just like throw it away, right? But yeah, you do get it back in those little containers and mm-hmm. to keep. My mom, she was recently cleaning out her closet, and she was like, "Oh, Ming, come here!" And she like rattles this thing, and it's like all my baby teeth. <laughs> like, so that's where the tooth fairy took them. That's so nasty. So you did have the tooth fairy. I grew up very like I only remember maybe one year where I believed in it. Mm-hmm. I don't think it lasted very long. I just wanted the money out of it. So <laughs> true. Did you have Santa? But, yeah, Santa was pretty not big because Jesus was always the point of Christmas. You know. You got to put Christ in Christmas in our family. But Santa was more of like a fun, like for the little kids kind of thing. Like we'll have like a Santa hat or whatever. But I do remember putting out like milk and cookies for Santa one year. And then like Santa would come eat them, right? And he he would always write me a letter in response like, oh, thanking me for the cookies. And then 
one year I like saw my grandfather's like handwriting on a bill or something and then I saw Santa's letter and I was like oh, the two are the oh, same no. you lost your criminal minds yeah I was like putting two to CSI. two together comparing handwriting styles you know to figure it out but yeah I don't really I mean maybe when I was really little but I kind of lost that belief in Imagine you know some people even when they're our age they still like love Christmas and they mm. love like the spirit of it or like the spirit of not Easter but I don't know you know like holidays yeah. and kind of stuff like that they really get into the magic or the myth of it I'm not one of those people so I, I kind of wish yeah I, I kind of wish I had more of that though because growing up it was always just like every holiday is the same we just eat the same food like there's no special <laughs> thing we do well you um, never had Santa. No, I never had Santa. And then when I was trying to tell like my friends like growing up that Santa was fake, they would get so mad at me. And then they would tell <laughs> me on to their moms. And then I had uh-huh. to be like, "You were that um, kid," <laughs> because they, they tried to or they tried to argue with me that Santa was was real. And like I had to fight back. I had to tell the truth. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Show them the the light, the truth. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Would you raise your kids to believe in like these kind of myths, or just talk about them like as their stories? I think I would just talk about them as stories, but maybe like practice some of the things, like putting presents under a tree, or, like maybe baking cookies mm. for a fake Santa. <laughs> but Aww. I like I, so you can eat them. Know, it feels so like wholesome to do all that. Like putting money. I'm almost like the ants are gonna come if you leave the (laughs) ants. That's so realistic. I know. Okay, like you know when people are like white Americans don't have culture. I would argue that Santa is their culture. (laughs) Is Santa like Like, American? Purely, I don't know if it's American, but it's definitely Western. I'm pretty sure. Okay, I'm pretty sure. Santa originates from like a Saint Nicholas dude, mm, and yeah. he's from Europe, I think yeah. the Netherlands or somewhere around there. But yeah, it's not from America. I think you're right. Like Saint Nicholas was a person, was an yeah. actual saint, just in the same way like Saint Patrick was an actual person. Mm-hmm. And now it's become like, I don't know, Saint Patrick's Day and like getting drunk and like wearing green. Like these were actual people. Yeah, but why is this guy associated with green? Like Saint Patrick. Okay, I can tell you the religious reason for it because I grew up every like St. Patrick's Day going to church and hearing about this. But St. Patrick was a guy in the Catholic Church who, I don't know, was a priest or whatever, but he was, I don't know really about his history, but all I remember is that the reason why he's associated with um, like, uh, what are those called? Four leaf clovers, three leaf mm. clovers and like St. Patrick's. Oh. And that's why it's that whole thing is because that's how he he would use three leaf clovers to explain the concept of a, the Trinity. So like mm. the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit being like one, and he would like describe as the leaves. Being poison ivy is also three one. leaves. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think that's why. And uh, I guess he was Irish, so that's why it's associated with Ireland. And uh, I, I don't know. Okay, but why or maybe that's just and like rainbows? Oh, I don't even know. Maybe that's part of Irish culture. I don't really know. Hmm. I don't know much about European, like, myths, you know, besides Greek. Mm. There's, like, a Vikings anime that I watched. Um, I watched a little bit, so that's how I learned. <laughs> Wait, that's such an so interesting combination. <laughs> Was it a Japanese anime? 
Yeah, so they were like Vikings, but they were talking in like Japanese and stuff. What did she learn about them? <laughs> They're always like killing each other. And <laughs> oh, I learned like the funeral was like they send, um, they burn the body and they like send it out to the sea. And I think like, that's isn't that what like, they do with Tony thing. Stark? <laughs> I feel like pirates I'm do sure that too. Probably- yeah, I have heard of that though, where they'll like burn it and like that's that's the way of um passing them on. But maybe mm-hmm. this is a good segue into the other topics Ali wanted to talk about. What did I want to talk about? Oh, the afterlife. Why death? Death? Yeah. Right? Did she <laughs> she was like, let's have a dark topic or Um what did you want to talk about, Sally? The afterlife. I feel like there's so many um different theories about what happens to you after you die like i don't know which one is true like i want to believe that i'll go to heaven after i die Mm -hmm. but like (laughs) the reality is i don't know i'm not sure it's like i don't know like where is heaven even if i do go to it and like (laughs) why do i not get reincarnated if like do i just exist in heaven do i not get to live a life again I don't know. There's so many like different opinions about what happens to you after death, life after death. But what mm-hmm. do you guys think? Or what do you believe in? Or what do you think is the most plausible? Did you ever um, grow up hearing about like these little kids? Not all these little kids, but these people who would be in an accident or have a heart attack or mm-hmm. they momentarily like die, like their heart stops. And then they like they have talk like a about near how death they... experience. Yeah. Yeah. Well, some of them actually, like, their heart stops beating completely. And then they, like, I don't know, they get book deals. And then they talk about how they saw, like, either heaven or there was nothing after life mm-hmm. or anything like that. For a while, that was, like, a thing in our church where we had this, like, guy come talk to us who one of these things happened to him. And then um, his book was all about how he did see heaven and it was, like, it was real. And, like, everyone was, like this is proof that heaven exists. Oh my god, it's like a publicity stunt. <laughs> yeah, and he got like a huge book. I mean, not to say that that's all he was doing it for, but those kind of things always like made me very like skeptical of what happens after death because there's no way to prove it, right? Mm-hmm. There's no way to prove what you're saying and this book is true, but I don't know. I don't really think about it that much, to be honest. Uh, like I don't mull about what happens after death. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when i went to church for like a little while the irritating thing was how they treated life after death as like a justification or something for what happens in the real world because they're like oh if you're poor in in your life that means you'll get like you'll be rich in heaven or something mm-hmm. like that or like if you suffer now you'll be like rewarded after you die and i was like this just sounds like an excuse not to help people like on earth and to just think about it alternate reality that may or may not exist or i don't know how it was in sally's church but i remember that was an aspect of life after death like it was this ultimate Mm. thing Mm. yeah i guess my church didn't really emphasize that much on like it's going to be flipped like whatever you do now Mm -hmm. or later but it was more emphasizing on like whether you believe or not and like you, you have to like believe truly to be saved and to be taken to heaven (laughs) like that kind of thing um but i think like the weird the part about like 
um, being taken to heaven that I don't really understand is for people who don't even have a chance, like like newborns or infants um, who don't even understand like what's heaven and how like good and bad. Like, how do we mm-hmm. know that they'll be saved? And like, if they are taken to heaven, since I think the rule is like that children, young children are <laughs> immediately taken to heaven if they die young. Um, but like, do they just like exist in heaven eternally? Like, what happens as there <laughs> as an infant eternally? Yeah, I think it depends on what denomination or church you go to, like depending on the message you get. Because I've heard a little bit of like what Linda's talking about, but um, I think it like it has changed from being like this very strict, like they call it fire and brimstone type of teaching where like you have to convert and you have to accept Jesus or you're going to hell and like life, like heaven is like supreme above what you're experiencing on earth now to like more of making it about just becoming the Christian and doing like Christianly deeds and then you'll be give. it's like less about like bribing you to get into heaven and more about like having a relationship with god and yeah. then getting into heaven i think it's like slowly changing because definitely when my grandma was young she always talked about being scared and that's why she converted mm-hmm. to christianity or that's why you know that's what was preached like the scary stuff of what would happen if you didn't but whenever i think about like what happens after death and like religion and christianity i always think about like ap world history when <laughs> i don't know it was like a light bulb went off in my head where our teacher, and I guess it was in the curriculum, but connecting like religion to like, again, history, but how it was used as like, I don't know, um, a way to motivate or manipulate people. And I think religion, as bad as it can be sometimes, or like, as much as I don't really believe in it that much anymore. But I think the idea of like something better happening when you die can be a comforting Mm -hmm. thought to people who are currently in like, not great positions in life like yes like um we definitely should be helping the poor and like whatever like that's not an excuse but i think for like personally if i was in a not great situation but i truly believed that on the other side of life whether it be heaven or something else it would be better like of course i would want to think about that and that would like be a very comforting thing to think about so in that way i kind of do appreciate religion for being like a comfort to some people or like if you go through really a hard time it can be like a nice thing to think about of like God looking after you. I don't know, mm-hmm. like looking after you and caring for you, but I don't know what happens after death. I honestly <laughs> believe we kind of just like decompose. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that makes like, sense. Um, Like the religion thing, because you know how like in Buddhism it's about like reincarnation. So if you have like, you're like unlucky in life, you get to think that I can do good deeds now. And then next time you might be in a better situation or you might be, like rewarded or something and that was connected to like the caste system which places people in like you're like a slave or you're like high mm. class and you're stuck mm. in there Isn't forever so i would imagine with the caste system? yeah i think yeah but the buddha was high caste or something like the mm. buddha was indian so he was born into the caste system but back then um so people say like buddha was a hindu or something i'm not entirely sure but I think like he was said, originally Hindu, um, but then he had converted or he started mm-hmm. Buddhism um, as a branch. I learned this from Japanese history, but I think the whole like, oh. point of <laughs> Buddhism is like to reach enlightenment. And they're always talking about that, like mm-hmm. how 
there's all these like bodhisattvas and stuff like that, people that are guiding you to reach enlightenment. Um, so it's not more, it's not to like do good deeds. Um, it's more about your personal like enlightenment, whatever that means, but like reaching that state personally rather than like doing good things for others or stuff like that and like letting go it's more about like letting go of like worldly things too mm. Mm, that makes sense i guess if you're like suffering a lot you just want to like radically accept it and that would like help you feel um mm-hmm. like reassured or better mm-hmm. somehow also before like the internet and like information being passed so quickly and you know the internet really changed things and how we were able to communicate with others like there were probably so many okay before enlightenment or whatever there were so many questions about like what is this world and like how are we existing like idea of physics or oh, science the flat earth yeah it, none of those things like kind of existed so like religion can also be another form of trying to answer these questions and like filling the maybe gaps finding in knowledge yeah, yeah maybe finding enlightenment was more like yeah you said personal and also like just trying to figure out this world that you live in while you're here that could get really phil- philosophical but do either of you actually believe in um, reincarnation? I'm not sure. I don't think so. Like, how, like, people, okay, the idea of reincarnation is he can be reincarnated as, like, basically anything. But like, how is a person going to be reincarnated as, like, a tree? Because that's just, like, a whole different entity. <laughs> like, where are the so, limitations? Like- I thought you could be an insect more than you can be a tree, you know? <laughs> okay, but still... I don't be. I don't want to be squashed by someone's hands. That's an insight. I mean, I think that that could be asked the other way too. Like, how can you be existing in a place called heaven forever, like mm-hmm. eternity? Like that is also equally puzzling to me about yeah. how, like, the idea of like eternally being with Jesus. My grandma would always say that to me, like as a comforting, like you'll be in heaven with Jesus forever. And I'm like forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah with a man for the rest of your <laughs> Do life. Do I have to be forever? <laughs> <laughs> do I want it to be forever like again the concept of time and like spending your life mm-hmm. would you rather spend your life in heaven I don't know, singing your praises to God forever or like be like a little insect <laughs> for a little bit of time mm, I guess cellularly reincarnation is the most connected because when you decompose you're like you're in the soil or something that does make sense mm-hmm. and then you like grow into a tree or but is it that, is it that literal or is it like you just your consciousness is awoken in a tree or if it's like part of like circle of life kind of thing where like you're you decompose and your body is taken up by like and the idea of your spirit I guess being mm-hmm. around in the environment I believe that like that that makes sense mm-hmm. to me more I so than like believe. you just wake up as a as a squirrel one yeah. day or something <laughs> and I want to believe in the idea of reincarnation in the sense that like when you I guess go through the cycle again you get born into like someone who looks the same as you you know like okay this is probably what? just in key dramas but you know when these like little beings go through like several lifetimes of humans and they see like the same person uh, the same girl keeps showing up decade oh, after yeah, decade I know what you're talking about. like yeah. i like that i feel like that's so mm. i don't know like soulmates like, kind of yeah like even in another life they find each other as soulmates i like that oh. <laughs> I haven't watched a K drama like that yet, but you should watch okay. um, the tale of the nine tailed fox. It has that trope in there. The nine tailed, mm-hmm. as in like nine lives. Naruto? No, not Naruto. No. <laughs> the Korean um, 
folklore has this like nine tail floss, also called a gumiho, um, in mm. a lot of their stories. So there's a lot of dramas about gumihos, mm. and they're all like mm. mythical creatures. Well, the gumiho is like a mythical creature that has nine tails, and it's been around since like ancient times. And apparently, like it doesn't age, so it's just eternally existing. And so that's mm. why I heard about through. that. Yeah, yeah, because I think. I was reading this thing about Naruto lore and it's from like Southeast Asia like mythology, like chakra and things like that. I mean, mm. they made this random like ninja like yeah. move, but it's actually I think from Hinduism or something. Oh, wait, but have you ever seen like the yeah, little chakra is, is like, like music a... video? Wait, what? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> wait. You said little Nas X. We have to keep up from that. What? Like, keep going. Um, Can you expand? With, with like the heaven and hell kind of thing, where he's like sliding oh, down video? the pole. Yeah, oh yeah. He's like sliding down the pole to hell, and people like the Discord is like is more accessible than that for going down to hell than like climbing the staircase to heaven in terms of like disability and like accessibility but the more media i see about like jesus and satan the more it just feels like a cinematic universe like it doesn't feel real <laughs> i didn't think of his video in that way at all actually so that that's interesting to hear i i don't know yeah when you think about it more of like satan and all that you can really get into his back history like wasn't he like lucifer and he was like the brightest angel or like the best yeah. angel sally back me up here <laughs> like, yeah i don't know if he, he was, was kicked out of heaven angel, right but he was an angel he got kicked out but like, yeah. i don't understand how one angel can have so much power to like make <laughs> people evil that's how it's like like shouldn't like all a angels movie. have that like he's op like if he if any other angel like defects then would there be like a scene 2.0 but i don't see that happening <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> also like when you think about how the bible describes angels it's kind of scary isn't it like with the eyes and like the wings. yeah like it's not beautiful as in how how people depict mm -hmm. the angels now i don't know mm -hmm. also i was reading this poem i think it's called like paradise lost and it's like a very famous like mythical poem and it, it just describes like how satan is like super hot and He's like, um, appeals like physically hot. hot, or like, like what do you mean by hot? <laughs> Just like a super hot, like, like attractive person. Hot? Oh, oh, attractive. Like, okay, attractive. Person. Yeah, and that just appeals to like the most like intense parts of humanity, and that kind of makes mm -hmm. sense because he's like kind of on humanity's side. I think mm -hmm. like humans should be aware of everything, and that's original sin, I guess. And there's like the the golden compass and that kind of i was never allowed to watch that really yeah did you know it was I, all about, i like, know like the church all i know is that it like critiques christianity so i wasn't allowed to watch it Th that's all i know about it and it has a polar bear <laughs> that's all I know. <laughs> but you make a good point linda about uh satan and like sinning and th that whole idea like the whole premise of christianity is very interesting in that like the idea is that everyone sins, right? Like humans are sinners. Like that's just part mm -hmm. of our nature, but it's like, we're supposed to aspire to be like God, 
but we're always told we can never be like God. And that's why Jesus died on the cross and sacrificed himself because what we aspire to be, we can never be. And so of course, like if you're being told that message, I guess some people would be like, I'll aspire to do good deeds and like be Christianly. But also like, if you're always told that you're always going to be a sinner, how can some people not just be like, okay, then I'm chilling with Satan then, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. That's true. I don't know. I, that's something I've thought about, like, you know, during sermons or in. I guess there's two kinds. <laughs> there's two kinds two of people. Two kinds of people. <laughs> but yeah. I don't know. Did you all have more to talk about in terms of, I guess, going back to the original topic of myths or supernatural creatures? Mm-hmm. I feel like you can't help but talk about religion when we talk about these mm-hmm, beings. Yeah. I have like a self insert question. Like, okay. If those like mythical beings were real and the different ways we could interact with them so i think the first one is like if you could fight one and win which one do you think you would win against because i feel like for like actuality yeah they're always like fighting right it's always about yeah. like war or like some kind of conflict well is this fighting in terms of like me being a human or me being like another because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if we're humans we're not gonna win i'm gonna die <laughs> wouldn't win as a human against anything did we, I learned something from Percy Jackson and I learned I would not win. Yeah. You know, if you have an iPod touch, you can reflect the Medusa. <laughs> oh, <gosh. and> like, <laughs> oh, so that's how you would win. Linda. But you don't have an iPod touch. Uh, actually, <laughs> I don't have okay. an iPod touch. I'm going to lose. Well, if you were a mythical creature fighting another mythical creature, what mythical creature would you be and who would you fight? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I think it's easier just to be to say who I want to fight. Okay. I've always been really intrigued by Medusa. I know we just brought her up, but oh, I don't know. Maybe it's just the way I've seen her illustrated or like in movies. But I always thought she was pretty cool. Like Ew, like having I a head of Medusa. snakes. I hate and snakes. And being able to turn people into stone if they looked at you. Like don't look at me. Like I loved that her yeah, the idea I think of her, her story is like she was um, like turning her rapist into stone or something. See, like, like it was self-defense. How can or, you not like her? <laughs> I've always and it wasn't until I read Percy Jackson where I guess she was like portrayed in like more of a negative light, mm, but um maybe have you ever watched Monsters Inc? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it you has that like Medusa. Mike Wazowski? <laughs> no, not oh. Mike Wazowski. It has that Medusa character. Like she's a side character or whatever, but she has like snakes in her hair. Uh, I always mm-hmm. pictured her when I pictured Medusa and I was like, that that'd be cool. Oh, maybe because I was introduced her to her first through Percy Jackson. Uh, so I always had this negative connotation with Medusa. We can fight, Sally. Okay. <laughs> I'll be Medusa and you can hold the iPod. <laughs> yeah. I think I think in terms of fighting someone, I feel like Greek people are the most fun to fight. Because, I don't know, they just have like unique powers. Like Greek, Greek goddesses and gods, like Zeus. Hey, not not Zeus. I don't want to fight Zeus. Big Daddy Zeus. <laughs> but like, I always thought it'd be cool to be like, you know how in Camp Half Blood they each had their, <laughs> they had their like parents their powers? like powers. I like always wanted to be like a half daughter or like, yeah, half blooded daughter of like Artemis or Athena, like one of the cool mm, women. Yeah. And I don't know who I'd That's fight, true. It was just cool. The 
the stories portrayed um, Artemis and Athena as like the cool, mm-hmm. smart, smart mm-hmm. kind of goddesses. Yeah. Yeah. I always wanted to be those. And then I always laughed at like Aphrodite. <laughs> like, <laughs> no. I would never be like love struck and like that kind of, sort of stuff. That's so like, that's so superficial. Like I'm going to be smart or mm-hmm. I don't know. Isn't Artemis like um, virgin? Like she's like pure or... You want to be like, sure like hunting. <laughs> Not virginal, but she was always like above things like love. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> above things like appearances and that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. Melinda, what about you? Who would you want to be or fight? Mm, I feel like since I know like what Achilles' weakness is, I could probably fight him. Like come with some <laughs> gravity. Like, thinking very to, like, him in the Yeah. <laughs> Just give him a little kick. Something like that. I mean, apparently he's like super strong everywhere, so yeah. they'll probably be like setting a trap or something. But that's kind of like, kind of cheating if you know his like weakness or his like weak part. Um, yeah, I don't know. It would have to be some kind of plan to win. <laughs> <laughs> Who would you want to be though? Who I want to be, um. Maybe like an animal, maybe like Pegasus or something, or like a unicorn. <laughs> oh, yeah, Minka I think like unicorns are also like. No, okay, don't okay. to be. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Yeah, we didn't even talk about unicorns. This is a whole another breed of. Oh my gosh! Supernatural. Have like creatures. thing against unicorns because all what? the little girls growing up were like obsessed with unicorns. I was like, I'm above all this. Uh, what did you like, Sally? You like the Minotaur or something, something <laughs> yeah. like that? I don't know. I, just didn't like, I didn't like them. Well, as one of those horse girls who were obsessed with unicorns, I wasn't obsessed with like the caricature of unicorns, like white and pretty. Mm-hmm. But I did have this book. Um, I don't know what happened to it, but it's about like the story of unicorns and like where they came from. And it's really sad, actually, because they were like the idea of unicorns are, is that they were like natural in the wild and. They lived in a herd and then they were hunted by humans like one by one. And it's like the last unicorn. I think that was the name of the book, but it's like there's one remaining unicorn. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's really sad when you think about it, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like being hunted. And it's like, um, I guess if you wanted to make it all like, you know, AP lit or whatever, you could talk about how (laughs) like humans and hunting and destroying uh, culture. I don't know. You know, Linda, Mm -hmm. you can take it from here. (laughs) It kind of reminds me of, I'll actually take it from here, like, <laughs> the social commentary about, like, the warrior cats or, like, the owls <gasps> warrior like, or, like, Watership Down. I think those are about rabbits, but warrior those cats. books were so, like, violent for... Wait, you read Warrior Cats? Know. Yeah, I read Warrior Cats. Wow. Sally, did you read Warrior Cats? No, I, I was did traumatized. Not. That took up a good part of my childhood. Warrior Cats is this huge, like, there's so many books in it, but it's about, like, these cats. They're just, like, cats like that live in the wild, and they have their own society and way of living, and, like, there's healers, and there's fighters, and then the story focuses on this one cat who's, like, a house cat, and then he finds the, the outdoor cat, and then he, like, enters their society. It's, the world building is kind of amazing. I wanted to be a cat. <laughs> you didn't read the owls one, Ming? The Guardians no. of Kahul? Cool. <laughs> okay this is off topic but speaking about like childhood books i just thought about i loved growing up i really loved the magic tree house books where like you transported to a different world after they chant something into a book 
Well, that was really cool. It, it had was, like, a lot of mythical people yeah, in it, like, right? magic and wizards. That, too. Okay, I guess I did read some stuff about magic because I was, I was not obsessed. There were some kids in my school who were, like, collecting <laughs> those books, Sally. <laughs> but I read a few of them. <laughs> I would go into a Barnes and Nobles and just, like, sit down and read a book and not buy it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> The real scam. <laughs> Do you sometimes miss, like, as a kid? Like, I don't know if... I don't think I still have that imagination. Like, I was just talking about how I don't believe in Santa and I'm pretty cynical about Santa. But mm-hmm. I really wish I had that imagination still or, like, world-building <clears throat> aspect. And I think that's why I liked reading Cersei so much because it was mm-hmm. written in such a way where you could really imagine her world and, yeah. like, the people in it. I feel like it's so much harder now that we're older and like we're all washed up and mm-hmm. like and all the books it's so much harder. Our age are like real world books. They don't have any yeah. mythical elements into it. It's kind of sad. They should have magic treehouse, but like for adults. Aged. <laughs> I mean, they're they well, have to be in their adult. adulthood by now, <laughs> right? Yeah. Maybe I'll read Guardians of Gahul this time, Linda. It was very interesting to read Percy Jackson because it was obviously written for a younger audience and like the way it was written was pretty simple and straightforward, but I was still able to like really get into it until I realized like these kids were like not even in middle school, (laughs) like in the beginning books, they're just in elementary school. And then I felt really old, but I do miss like the way that young author or writers for young readers like really create those worlds. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine being an read. adult and writing a book for young readers. Like, how do I even it think back about how I thought as a kid? Mm, but then young kids can't write like yeah. books for themselves. Books. Like, yeah. They can, Honestly. but like <laughs> they can dictate it to their parents. <laughs> but I, I always thought um, the Percy Jackson series is. Uh, particularly very nice because Stefan told me that the author wrote it for his autistic son autistic or I think autistic Mm -hmm. or he had dyslexia and so when he was talking about how like half-bloods can like see Greek writing it was like his way of telling his son that oh you're you're just special like he was dyslexic but actually a half-blood like it was a way of normalizing Mm -hmm. or making his son feel like okay I thought that was very mm-hmm. sweet. And then he wrote That's a whole true. like multi-million series from it. Yeah. Or like how some powers are connected to your personality. I like how it's like yeah. thematically I like how like um, things that were like seemed as bad as society, like being like ADHD is like connected to like a good thing in the in their world. Like mm-hmm. not just that, like a bunch of different other traits too. Like they flip around the bad traits for to make it good. Linda, was this what your entire like class was about when you were talking about uh, Peter Pan? Like, it was was it focused on like children's stories or literature? Mm-hmm. Um, I took a children's lit class, and that one we talked about like the other horse book name, like Black Beauty, and like I oh. read it and I I wanted to cry. Oh my god! Yes, <laughs> so real. Oh. Yeah, so we read like those kind of books. It was very like Western. Focus. I remember oh. reading a Peter Pan book, but it was like an offset, kind of like Percy Jackson, but it was about how he was like, it was like Peter Pan in London. And mm. I was like, 
they made like Stonehenge like their headquarters and I was like wait that's so cool like I want to go to Stonehenge and then I looked it up on Google Images it's just like a circle of rocks yeah (laughs) like the things where you like you move something like things are situated in the real world like a portal or whatever Mm. I thought was like super cool like in Dragon Tales where they would like chant Dragon Tales Dragon Tales yeah (laughs) aww I don't remember much from that show, but I just remember whenever they held that like shimmery dragon like scale, I always wanted one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> like it was I so would, like, pretty. Chant along with it. <laughs> also, like, were they Asian American or were they like something else? Or were they, they white? They, they definitely kind of looked Asian, so could like look like it, yeah. But I don't know. It was never confirmed. <laughs> Non-canon. Yeah. But now that I think about it, it's like when you're younger, you're encouraged to believe in like, well, if you're not in a strict Christian household, you're encouraged to believe like about fairies and like dragons and all these different stories and you're allowed to have these worlds. But like if I were to tell someone, I think normally, like I was so embarrassed when my coworker asked me what book I was reading and I was, I told him I was reading Percy Jackson. (laughs) Like you're almost like laughed at or you feel embarrassed Mm -hmm. to be thinking about these magical worlds when you're older. Which is really sad. Yeah. There should be more books like Cersei. Because yeah. it's a great book for like adult fantasy. I recommended it adult to my fantasy. old mentor. Should that or should an adult fantasy book be our first book club book? Spoiler. <laughs> we can have a book club. Okay. <laughs> so today we talked about supernatural beings, uh, mythical creatures, and aliens. And I think that was the main idea for this episode. But of course, we couldn't help but go into religion a little bit because as we said in the episode, it seems like everything is connected in that way, especially when you like to think about historical contexts and things like that. So we hope you enjoyed this episode and maybe you could relate to some of the the creatures we were talking about or maybe you grew up reading um, Warriors about the Warrior Cats. It's such an underrated book series, but... Um, If not, maybe you can explore and get back into those like childhood fantasies that we all once had. If you like this episode, make sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And you can find us on Instagram at movingalongpod and check out our Medium blog for all of our bonus contents. You can follow us there at movingalong.medium.com. Until next time. Bye.